Thanks for listening to Faith in the Fast Life. I'm Nick Orta. I'm your host. On this show, we look to break down the stereotypes of what the Christian looks like to the world by receiving testimony of action sports athletes and other athletes and just individuals across the world. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and fastlifeministries.com to give. Hope you enjoy this episode. If we can, uh, I'll lead us in prayer this morning and we'll get started. So, Oh, Heavenly Father, we just uh, are, are so grateful and thankful to be here today in your presence. Lord, even though we're in different states within this crazy world, Lord, we know that you're with us and that your Holy Spirit rests with us, Father God. And we just pray today that you can just speak through us, just speak through Mark and speak through me, Lord God, and just let your words be heard to this world, Lord God. We pray that the listeners out there can open their ears and open their hearts and minds to you, and truly accept you into their life, Lord God, the way that we have. And we just pray that you'll help us to carry that mission for you, Lord God. Let us take the gospel to, to unknown places, to the, to the unreached, to the ones who are lost, the ones that are in the darkness, Lord God. Let Mark's message today help touch each one of those people, Lord God, and help me to facilitate that message. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thanks. So, yeah, so welcome, Mark Hagar. Hagar. Hager, Mark Hager. Hager. I, I, it's, I knew I was going to mess it up. I, I literally <laughs> called him on the way in this morning. I said, "Because you look at it and you say it doesn't say that, right?" Yeah, there's there's no A's at all in the name, but yeah, but you say them. I literally, I literally called him on the drive in and said, "How do I pronounce your name?" And then I already messed it up. <laughs> it's going to be it's a great good. morning. So, welcome, Mark. We're so excited to have you here. I've heard great things about you. I've never got the chance to meet you in person, um, but we know that you are a great man of God. We know that you help with the professional wakeboard tour, or at least were when we were actually doing events, right? Um, yep. Big in the wake scene. I uh, love to capture that story, but you are the national director for Wakewell Ministries. Is that correct? That is correct. Awesome. So uh, as everybody, all the listeners know, I, I come out of the wake side of things. I've grown up in the wake world here in Colorado. Uh, we own a boat dealership. We sell boats, and that's been a lot of my past. Anything that uh, goes fast, uh, flies high, and falls hard, I've done it, and I'm paying for it now at 40. So, um, Mark, just a pleasure to have you here. Uh, love. We just want to hear a story, man. So t- tell us, like... A, we want to know about Wakewell, but more importantly, we want to know about Mark. Like, how did you come into this? How did you get started in ministry? When did you accept Jesus into your heart? Like, when did you fully let go and let control? Yeah, yeah. Well, first, I, I just want to thank you guys for, for having me on the podcast and for, for stepping out in faith and starting the podcast. I, yeah, I, think, I think it's incredible to, you know, have uh, an avenue like this where people who are like us, people who have, you know, this affinity for action sports and, you know, that, that adrenaline filled lifestyle to come and, and share our faith uh, yeah. and, and say, you know, that not only do we love, love the fast life, we love, you know, the action, like, but we also love Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and that, and that's, that's going to be, you know, the theme throughout my, my whole life story and, and my walk with faith is just, man, I, I desired to bridge the gap between yeah. between yeah. my love for wake and my love for Jesus. And, and there was so much tension there for so long. 
but I'm I'm honored to to be on your podcast. I'm so thankful that you guys would do it. Uh, the funny thing is, is you, you know, going through some of the list of the people that you've already had on the podcast, are, they're they're my friends, yeah. and so it's you know this this community of of uh, action sport ministries and, and men of faith. It, it's a very close knit group, so yeah. uh, it's it's cool to be uh, amongst people who have been amongst friends and and it's just awesome yep it's that we're excited to have you here that and with that being said it's it is a it's a tight little circle i mean even a lot of people look at the wakeboard industry you know the boating industry and they think it's just this huge thing right it's it's really pretty small and tight-knit and i just hope that between your story and jared and all the friends that we share that it can also reach some people on the outside that are kind of going wait a minute like christianity like being a man of god you know a follower like i don't know like they're on the fence about it and maybe we can push them over the fence yeah right yeah absolutely so oh, yeah. Um, so yeah so welcome and and just tell us you know tell us tell us about you yeah so i i'm mark hager i grew up in dallas texas and I uh, have spent most of my life here. I'm, I'm still in Dallas, Texas, and uh, just a, a Texan born and born and raised. Um, now, being down in the you know, in Texas is kind of the, the heart of the Bible Belt. Uh, I grew up pretty much unchurched. Uh, my my family didn't value going to church. Um, all my friends were in youth groups and were in you know plugged into churches and everything, and uh, and we we really weren't. Uh, my parents weren't uh, strong believers in in their families when they were growing up, and, and you know some of that that generational just apathy uh, was kind of what I was raised in. Uh, and the other thing is that I grew up going to the lake every weekend. That was that was our family's escape. Uh, we would we would you know we would you know work hard and do all the stuff during the the week days and then during the weekend we wanted to escape to the lake and you know what falls right in the middle of a weekend is a a dang church service that you don't want to go to uh and so we we decided that you know we're not going to go home over you know over the weekends we're not going to try and find a church to interrupt our lake time so uh we we just really never went to church growing up. Uh, I I would say that I always believed that there was a God. I, I I wouldn't have argued with that. I was a really good kid for the most part, and uh, I I just didn't feel the need to have a relationship with a God because it was never it was never on my radar. Like I I knew friends that went to church and you know were were super plugged into their youth groups or, you know, all the stuff that they, they did on Sunday mornings. But for me, I, I was getting that through my friends at the lake, my wakeboard community, you know, my sports teams. Like I felt like I was probably getting the same thing that my church friends were because it, it seemed just kind of like a, a social club. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, you go to church and you hang out with your friends and then, you know, you come back to school the next day. Okay. I totally can relate to that. I mean, kind of the same thing with me. I'll, I'll never say that I wasn't a believer. I just definitely didn't have a, I think it was Brandon Heideman that said, uh, or your follower, you remember that book he talked about? And 
in the podcast, you have to go back to that podcast. He talked about a certain book that really kind of pushed him over the edge. Um, but it's the same thing. Like there was a believer. I know like my mom went to all girls Catholic school, grew up Catholic and we did the same thing. I grew up in my, my early years in, in motorcycles, you know, dad had a motorcycle shop. And so the lake was our retreat every single weekend. Um, and then once we started selling boats, we stopped going to the lake, but we went to the mountains instead. So kind of funny how that all works. But I, I totally understand what you said. I can relate 100%. Like, yeah, tell me more. Yeah. So uh, I I learned pretty early on, and and I, I got into the sport pretty early on. You know, I'm 35 now. Um, and so I I was – in elementary school, like kind of right as wakeboarding took off. Like I I got the first issue, issue one of wakeboarding magazine uh, at, you know, I I think we got it with the purchase of our first, at the time, you know, it wasn't a wakeboard, it was a scurf board or something. But we, like, I, I was there at the inception of the sport right alongside it. And so I, it was just this magical time of figuring out like, oh man, there's a new sport. I can be a part of it. I, I'm looking at the, the issues of these these magazines that are brand new, not not just like brand new delivered to my house, but brand new from someone's brain. Like this is a new thing and I want to be in it. And so I, I knew early on that I was in. I wanted to be a wakeboarder. I wanted to be in the wake culture. I wanted all of my identity to be wrapped around this sport that I fell in love with. Right. And the sad part is, is that I, I wasn't like super good. I, I'm six foot four. So I was, I was built for two things, basketball and slalom skiing. That is what I was designed to do. Dude, I can't. But, I can't help but laugh. Like I, I'm sitting there chuckling on it. I just, it always. I, I just am always amazed at the podcast. I hear people's story. I'm, I'm chuckling over here because I, we have a parallel life here. I'm six foot four, two hundred fifteen pounds. Literally can remember the start of wakeboarding. I've told people thousands of times it's the only sport that I've ever been part of since the day it was created. Yeah. It's the only thing I can say. So. I have a great passion for it. We've held rail jazz. We've done all these different things here, but I am not good at it. (laughs) And it's the same thing. Like one toe side edge of six foot four, by the time our head hits the water, it's lights out every single time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm sitting here cracking up. So I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm just going, man, like this is like my, my six foot four brother from Texas that I never met that has the same story. He's just five years younger than me. They're yeah. better looking. But That's it. Yeah, grow a beard and we're, we got this. Oh man, I, I don't know. I don't know that I could compete on your level right? with uh, the beard growth. Oh, so good, man. Keep going. I, I apologize. I'm just sitting here chuckling. It's, yeah, it's hey, funny. I, it's it's uh, always good to know that you're not alone out there. Yeah. You know, the, the tall the tall guys can wakeboard. That's that's the message for today. I can wakeboard, just not very well. Yeah. So, so I was, I was into it and, you know, in the, you know, by the, the sheer number of riders out there, I I was good. I was decent, but I was never going to be a pro. 
you know, I, I wanted to be, I wanted that to be my reality. I desired to learn all the tricks and, and I, I had a coach, we had a team, we would run around, you know, all of the Southern states just competing and destroying people in contests. I mean, when, when our team showed up, we would take first in, in like every category. And it was just this crew of dudes that I spent every weekend with. I spent multiple days during the week with just hanging out and, and living life with these guys. And I, I joke about it. Like, you know, I, I didn't grow up in church, but this group of guys that I was with looked a lot more like the, the, you know, new Testament church than a lot of people's actual churches did not from our, our spirituality and our good works and good deeds, but we were life on life. We were living life together. We were, we knew everything uh, about each other. We had everything in common with each other. We, we shared our equipment, our, our knowledge of tricks. We did all the things that acts two talks about just without Jesus at all. Right. And so it, it was, it was a really sweet time for me. Uh, you know, as I was maturing in, you know, in my, my age and, and, you know, my, my love for the sport and even the tricks that I was able to do in the sport. Uh, it was just a, an incredible time of growth as a human, but I still knew that there was something off. Like, like I, I said, I was a good kid and I didn't, I did not like being in trouble. I didn't like being on the other side of the law or any, like, I just had this really uh, maybe like pressing conscience uh, that, that, you know, I, I would later probably say was the protection of the Lord. Um, but I, I was just a very good kid and I was surrounded by uh, and best friends with a group of guys that were, they were the misfits. They were the ones that did want to get into trouble. And, you know, that was what they thrived on. So there was, there was this really big tension for me of, man, I, I love wakeboarding. I love my crew, but I could already feel this tension of, man, I, I feel like there's something more and I, and I want to, I want to be good. I, I want to be seen as someone who is a good person, a kind hearted person has compassion for others. And yet I'm with uh, a crew that doesn't see eye to eye on that stuff, but everything else we, we mesh on, you know, it, we were, we were the same in so many ways. And yet we were also so different. Um, and then I encountered Jesus for the first time at a young life camp. Um, young life is a, a high school ministry um, that, you know, young life leaders come into high schools, they build relationships. And then one of the things they do during the summer is they, uh, they take kids to, to a young life camp. And it was at that camp that for the first time ever, I was, I was 16, 17 years old. And it was the first time that I had ever heard about the whole story of Jesus and how, you know, he, he came to earth and did all these incredible things. And ultimately like he died on a cross and there was purpose and meaning behind that. And that, that cut me to my core to have 
the, the knowledge that God was willing to send his son to die on my behalf. And then he, he was gracious enough to raise Jesus from the dead so that I could live with him the rest of my life. And it was, it, I kid you not, it was like mind-blowing for me. I could not fully comprehend how God would do that for me. And, yeah. and I'm a kid from Texas. Like, all my friends would identify as Christian kids. I would identify as a Christian kid. And yet it took 17 years for me to hear and understand and know that God loves me. Isn't that crazy? It's a, it's a, so, so you might have me better at wakeboarding, but I, I waited longer to find that love. I, I doubled your time. It took there me 35 go. years to figure that out. And, uh, and a trail of, of, uh, despair and all the other things. I bounced through all those things before I found it. I feel you blessed. It. And I get it, right? Texas. My, uh, my father-in-law lives in, uh, Rowlett. Uh, he's actually yeah. a minister, uh, down there runs the men and ladies of honor out of uh they're in the Hope Center in uh, Plano. Uh, yeah, cool. awesome. I know exactly where that is. Yeah, we went and checked it out a while back. That was super cool. But I get what you're saying. Like you go down there and it's just it's everywhere. So yeah, there's churches on every corner. You know, we have we yeah. have so many mega churches that are just filled to the brim with people. And you know, I, I grew up in the thick of it. Like it's it's all around me. And I was, I was on soccer teams. I was on basketball teams. You know, I, I was plugged into my community and no one that I, that I remember sat me down and told me, Hey, Jesus loves you. This is why, you know, ultimately I, I'm so thankful for my story. Uh, I am, you know, I'm glad that I have the story that I do and I, I don't wish anything different. Right. But I also look back and I'm like, man, there are there are so many people who did love Jesus that were around me and never said anything. And that that's disappointing, you know. But regardless, we are we are who we are. Right. So, so I I had friends that had gone to summer camp and gone to, you know, faith-based camps before and had come back from those, showed the Christian high. Uh, and then fizzled out, you know, within a couple of weeks, a couple of months, and uh, it, it just didn't last. And so when I came back from uh, from Young Life camp that that summer, entering into uh, my senior year, I I was like, look, if if I really believe that God did this, then I'm not going to be. Uh, a Christian high, like I'm going to, to go full on, like no hold bar. I am all in if I truly believe this. And from that point forward, I, I was in, like, I was just obsessed with reading my Bible. I like, and not, not even from the performance mindset of it, but like, I, I just couldn't get enough of it. I wanted to devour it and learn everything that I could and figure out like oh, the incredible mysteries that God 
was going to reveal to me through his word, through his people. Like I, I was so hungry for it. Um, but at the same time, I was still very much plugged into my wakeboard crew. And so uh, I, again, felt this tension because on one hand, I had, I had my young life leader. I had a, a church small group. I had, you know, the, the stuff that I had just recently gotten plugged into saying, hey, you need to really lean into your faith and you need to leave that wakeboard scene behind. Like it's not healthy for you. You need to get out. And then I had the wakeboarder friends and, and coaches and, you know, my crew saying, Hey, you need to leave that Christian stuff behind. Like it's, we, we want you back with us. Like come hang out at the parties uh, at the contest. Like, Hey, let's, let's go to this, this party on the lake or, or wherever, you know? And so again, I had my two worlds being pulled apart and there was no one telling me that I could be a Christian and be a wakeboarder at the same time. I had to choose one or the other. And I, I didn't know it then, but that was the, the first seed that was planted of eventually starting wakeboard ministry and doing Wakewell full-time was that tension of either be a wakeboarder or be a Christian because there's no way you can be both. Right. How long did you walk in that? Like, I mean, people talk about the tension, the struggle. Everybody has a different struggle. Everybody has a different story. And God uses all of this. You know, he has a plan, and there's an ultimate plan there. But you, you went to, to camp, found God. You're, you're a senior now. Like, you're loving it. You're living it. You want to know more, but you're still loving wakeboarding. You still have this crew of people that you've been around for so long now. How long did you struggle and, and pull through that? Like, and, and did you ever really break the ties or... Did you figure out with Wakewell how to bridge the gap? How you could do both? Yeah, I, I didn't break the ties. I I was I was stubborn enough to stick stick it out and just hey, like I I love wakeboarding too much to to walk away. I'm I'm in and I love my crew. And so like I all through college I I competed for uh the UT Wake team. I was still going, uh, you know, to contests all across the country, um, and I was training really hard. Uh, I had friends on Lake Austin. Uh, I would actually stand on the dock uh, with a twenty dollar bill on my hand mm. and just wait for a wakeboard boat to come by. And you know, once once you get out behind a boat and you you do a couple flips and you have some big tricks, like you know, they'll invite you back the next time. And so uh, I, I made a ton of friends in the wake community down in Austin. And uh, man, I, I was riding back then. I, I was probably riding more than ever uh, and loving it. But it was still very separate from my Christian life. All through college, even, um, you know, towards the end of college, I, I was doing full-time wakeboard lessons. I, I'm, I, I'm a much better coach of wakeboarding, then uh, I will ever be a rider of wakeboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was a, I was doing full time lessons, and, and I would have people come on my boat, and I just adopted this attitude of, man, if you come on my boat, I'm 
I'm in charge. Like I'm the captain. These people are coming to me to learn something, which is great, but they're also entrusting me with their safety. They're entrusting me with uh, the knowledge that I have. They, they want to, to feel that I am someone worth following both behind the boat and hopefully, you know, with the, the lessons that I teach them and everything. And so I started praying for people before they would jump in the water. And I would just ask, Hey, is it okay if I pray for our time today? And at first it was really scary, but at the same time I was like, it's my boat and I don't care what you think. Like I'm, I think it's important to pray. And so I'm going to ask if I can pray for this person before they jump in the water. And it wasn't like, you know, I wasn't praying salvation over them or, you know, that fire would rain down on us over the lake. Like, no, I, I was just praying for safety. I was praying that we would have fun. Like it, it was just a conversation that I was inviting them into. And that was the first time that I, the light bulb clicked and I was like, Oh my gosh, these people who love wakeboarding and who are coming to me to, you know, increase their skills and who have all of their identity wrapped around this sport, they need someone to tell them about Jesus. They, they, they need that because I know where they are on the weekends. They're on the lake. They're, they're the same people as me. Like I know these people better than anyone because I am one of these people. And so it was, it was this like crazy epiphany of, Oh my gosh, there is a culture of people who are right here in their, in, in my backyard. I already speak their language. I already know their culture. I know their customs. I know the, the things that they value and the, the, you know, lifestyle that they live because I are, I, I'm a part of it. And so, man, who better to be an evangelist to that culture than someone who is like already infiltrated. And that's really where, the whole wakeboard ministry thing took off was doing lessons, coaching the, the collegiate team down there. Like all of that brought me so much life because I was finally caring for my people and bridging that gap between the wake culture and Jesus. That's incredible. So I, I, you know, I've been going to seminary school and, and, and learning all these things and, I had an instructor that was talking about it and really put it into perspective um, for, for listeners who don't understand. You know, you wouldn't move to Japan and try to change their culture, you know, change the way they sit down to eat, change the way they do those things, and try to bring the gospel. You don't come into the wakeboarding scene and try to tell people that everything you're doing is the wrong way and you can't do that anymore, but Jesus loves you. Right. So like, yeah, I, and so I, I love pastor all the time. You know, he's my, my pastor is, is, you know, he's like a CrossFit guy. And right. so he, like, like he loves that stuff, but he has zero clue about action sports. Right. And so I, I joke with him all the time. I'm like, man, if, if you showed up to the cable park and tried to, you know, preach a gospel message there, we would eviscerate you. Like we can smell a fake coming from a mile away and we know that you're not one of us. 
like like it it sounds funny but i'm sure you understand like when when you walk into a party or like a crowded room you can kind of survey who's out there and you just have this this like intuition this this feeling of i know who does action sports in this room mm-hmm. i that guy does that person doesn't that she does he doesn't like mm-hmm. i can tell by the clothes they wear by the way they speak by the even the the way they hold themselves like yeah. you can kind of identify your own people and it's exactly like you said you know a missionary doesn't go to a country without learning the language learning the customs learning the culture and and trying to change all those things no they they go through intense study of language before they move to a country they they learn the customs they try to blend in so that they can be a part of the culture and then have the opportunity to share about jesus and and that is what wakewell is all about is man we want to be in the wake culture and tell the people in the wake culture that they can be wakeboarders wake surfers wake skaters and love jesus at the same time I mean, that's what's so powerful about it is just being in there where it's so needed and, and so often in, in all the different realms of action sports. Like I said, I grew up in between motorcycles. I raced a lot of BMX. I've done been a lot of it. And it doesn't matter which version of it, whether it's wakeboarding or BMX or skateboarding, there's, there's always some sort of tie and the, the, the groups always just click together. I've never, I can go back, I guess, in childhood. I remember rollerbladers. Um, I think yeah, now, there's, now there's scooters. They're scooters. So we had Cody Flom on here the other day. A great kid, amazing, amazing young man. Um, I was talking to him about their falls. Man, have you ever watched the scooter fails, like the videos when when oh, they man. fall on those things? It is brutal. Like I can't. Like I, I laugh for a second, honestly, and then I I feel so bad for him. I mean, that was <laughs> I can literally feel the pain of those scooter falls, but. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I get what you're saying. It, they all kind of mesh together. Like, yeah, they're a little bit different, but you can tell that, okay, well, maybe he's a scooter rider, but he's still, he's one of us, right? He fits. Yeah, there's us. something about him that I, that I understand. Yeah. Like, I, I can see, I can see the crazy in his eyes <laughs> and because, because I have the same crazy behind my eyes. Like, I. I get it. There's something I can relate with. Yep, something something wild's going to happen. That's for sure. So, this helps step you into doing lessons and all those different things in the Texas area. And now, you decided to run with Wakewell. And what? I mean, how long ago is this? How long Wakewell been going now? Like, what have you been doing? Yeah. So, so Wakewell is it's a relational ministry. Uh, it's it's very similar to, to Young Life, very similar to FCA. You know, any any relational ministry models. You know, you you do the same thing. You just plug in the the niche, and yeah. ours is wake sports. And so uh, we have chapters all across the nation. We have boat chapters. We have cable chapters, uh, and every week those chapters meet to hang out, have fun, and hear a message, and. When we do those three things, that's that's Wakewell. Right. So our our chapters all look very different, but we we want to gather people together to hang out. 
that happens at the lake, that happens at the cable park. Uh, just being around both believers and non-believers. Like we, we desire to build relationships within the wake community. And then we have fun together because that is going to strengthen those bonds. It's going to, you know, bring us closer together. You know, especially males, we, we thrive on a a activity that we can do together. And for us, it's, it's usually wakeboarding, wake surfing, wake skating, uh, being on the water, you know, encouraging one another, like trying, trying new tricks, playing games out on the water, just, you know, goofy stuff. And then at the end of the night, we gather people together, uh, whether it's, you know, off, off to the side of the cable park, we, we kind of call everybody over and say, Hey, we're going to do a short message. Or if it's on the boat, we, we tie up boats together and we, we get to give a, a biblical message about God's love out on a boat, which feels very, you know, messianic. It, it feels very, you know, Jesus filled, like it, yeah. it's a cool experience to tie up boats together and, and share a, a story about Jesus because there's so many stories about Jesus where he tied up boats together. Right. Uh, but yeah, and that's, and that's it, man. We, we keep it short. We keep it simple. We, we want people to know that God loves them just as they are, that because of that, he sent his son to, to die, uh, to, you know, absolve them of their sinful nature and that they can walk in relationship with God who is alive at the same time that they are, you know, learning tricks and and being out in the water that they can do all of this while continuing to love wakeboarding. So at Wakewell, our, our whole motto is love God love others and love wake. And we try and do things in that order. Yep. Absolutely. Always God first. That's, that's incredible. How, how many chapters do you guys have now? Uh, we, we just started like two or three more. And so I, I think, I think we're at 13, 14 or maybe 15. I don't know. We're, we're in there somewhere. Gotcha. But, growing fast. So God's moving. That's incredible. How about, you know, people want to reach uh, wakewell.org, I believe. Yep. Yep. Wakewell.org, uh, Wakewell USA on Instagram. Um, and you know, the, the wonderful thing that, you know, God continues to open doors with is, uh, I, I get to do a lot of event announcing with the pro tour and with the Nazi quake series and with the Malibu ride events. And, uh, and so wherever you are, if there's a, a big wakeboard contest, there's a chance that, uh, that me or someone else from Wakewell might be there just, hanging out, loving people and, and trying to share the stoke. Yeah, absolutely. Get a chance. If you, if you get a chance, check out pro tour, any of those events, it's really cool for, for our listeners that don't understand wakeboarding, which still to this day, it, it blows my mind, but there's a lot of people who still don't understand what wakeboarding is. We did a, a rail jam years ago here in the river walk. And we had a lady that said, well, how are those wave boards propelled? <laughs> absolutely hilarious so if you don't know what it is look it up check out wakewell check out wakewell on facebook and instagram as well as a youtube channel i believe um get a hold of them mark we're so grateful to have you here today if there's anything else there's one thing that you want to say to the listeners today um what's the one message you want them to take home today 
Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I, I think, I think from, from my story, like it's, it was so clear to me that God wanted to simultaneously, he, he wanted to transform my identity. He really did. He wanted to transform my heart, like, you know, and, and open my eyes and, and make me new. But at the same time, he, he did not want me to be a different person. Like, and so I, I think what I, what I would want people to take away is God is crazy about you. And he, he really does want to transform your heart. He really does want to have a relationship with you. But God also loves a lot of the things that you love. And he loves those things because you love them. Like for me, I loved wakeboarding. It was such a part of my identity. And it still is a huge part of, of who I am and what I do. And I would argue that God loves wakeboarding. Because he sees that it brings me joy, just like a, a father uh, would look at, at his kids and say, oh, my gosh, like my kids love, I don't know, fill in the blank basketball. Like yeah. that father is not going to have a hard heart towards basketball. He's going to he's going to filled with joy doing what they enjoy. And so, uh, man, I, I would I would want people to, to walk away with just the knowledge that. God does want to transform you. He does want to bring you new life that, you know, is, is so much sweeter than anything you could ever ask for. But so often he wants to keep you where you are in the culture where you are so that you can bring transformation to that place. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. Go, go and make disciples, right? Like everywhere you go, share the good news. I, I love hearing you talk about when you finally decided to you know, pray for the people in the boat, you know, and, and many boat captains out there will understand that you are, you're in charge. Like you are, that's, that's your ship. Um, and so leading them in prayer, that's something that all of us Christians that are practicing out there can be more bold with, I think, to be able to say, Wherever we are, wherever your domain is, maybe it's just in your house when people come over to have dinner with you and you're a little bit nervous about praying at the dinner table with them. Be bold about it, right? Be bold and don't be afraid to exercise your faith in the power of prayer and we'll do it. I had a a great man, uh, Robert Gerst, uh, a customer of mine, came and bought a super from me. This is right at the beginning of, of my walk, and, and him and his son prayed with me in the parking lot when they took delivery, and that was one of those moments between him and Jarrett and a, a couple other things that happened that really, you know, I was right there, he was on the edge, and that was that extra push that said, man, this is cool. Like, I can still be cool. I can still live in this world and live this action sports life and, and sell these boats and ride behind them and do all these cool things and believe in Christ who loves me and who's, who's given. He's the giver of life, right? He's given us this life. You talk about that, you know, you love wakeboarding, and he loves it too because of that. He gave that to you. Like, he gives us these gifts. He gives us these things and gives us the opportunity to live so Mark, great story, great testimony. So good to hear about Wakewell and all the great things you're doing. I'm excited to 
dig a little deeper and continue to connect with you even after this podcast and just see what great things we can do for the kingdom of God. Uh, so appreciative of having you here. And uh, as always, everybody, fastlifeministries.com. Uh, check us out Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, if you'd like to give to support this ministry or give to Wakewell as well on their website to just keep this moving, keep us moving forward, guys. We just, uh, we're so happy to have everybody listening and we'll close today in prayer. So we just, we thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity to, to be here with Mark today and just to share his message of Wakewell and the things that he's doing for your kingdom, Lord God. We just pray blessings upon him. We pray that you bless all of our listeners, Lord God, and just that they can they can get this message and carry it further, Lord. Let, help them to take it to the next step. Help them to pray with others and help them to just receive you into their heart, Lord God. We pray all of this today in your mighty name. Amen.